Hello again, and welcome back to the Out of the Cave podcast with Lisa Schlossberg. Hello, my friend. This is Lisa Schlossberg, and today I am sharing an interview with you that I know I say this every week, (laughs) but I'm very excited about it because I think it's really quality. It's really solid stuff that came up in this conversation. This is an interview with a friend of mine, um, Kate, who... If you are on Instagram, you might know her as Kate's Clean Life. And Kate is someone who, I mean, you'll hear the story of how we met and got connected um, in our interview, but Kate is a really important person to me because from my perspective, as someone who is trained as a personal trainer as well, you know, there are a lot of people in the world who are still believing that the big transformation and the big work we have to do is in the physical dimension around the food and the exercise. And that is important. But one of the things that Kate and I have in common is that after moving through our own journey, our own transformation of healing, we have incorporated a much more holistic model of healing and working with the people that we work with. So in a lot of ways, it's it's an incredible story because I think it it represents a lot of leaving behind the the old paradigm, so to speak, and really embracing a mind body soul approach to wellness overall. So so, without further ado, I would love for you to just enjoy this and experience this yourself. Kate Kate Murphy, everybody. Hello, friends. <laughs> we are back. Um, today, I'm super excited for this. I feel like I say that almost every week, but this is going to be a really good one. <laughs> I can just feel it in my bones. I am here today with Kate. Hello, Kate. Hello, friend. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited that you're here. And before we jump into this conversation, I want to share with everyone who's listening just a little bit about how we met and who you are, how we got connected, all of those things, because I think that's a really good overview of just kind of the whole thing. And then we'll backtrack and get into the details. So Kate is someone who reached out to me, let's see, a couple of years ago at this point, right? And basically Kate was telling me that she had been a personal trainer for years and so had I. And Kate was telling me that then she went through an entire chronic pain TMS journey and kind of reached out to me. And we had a phone call that lasted like over an hour. We just like hit it off immediately. And what Kate was saying to me was, so all of my work, all of my content, all of what I do and help people with is, you know, out here in the physical dimension. I'm helping people eat healthy food. I'm helping people work out. And, you know, that's great. And it is. But also, this work is so much deeper than that. This work is so much deeper than that. And so when Kate called, we had this conversation about, I mean, would you say, would you agree it was a little bit of like an identity crisis at that point? 100%. I think that's, I found you during the time when I really had my eyes open to the fact that my entire approach was coming from fear and wanting to avoid going back to where I was, which, you know, so many people are motivated by fear. Sometimes it takes some really scary stuff to open our eyes to wanting to improve our health and our lifestyle. But yes, I was having a full-blown identity crisis and was really encouraged by 
um, what you were doing. And for me, it really sealed the deal. It's like, okay, this is the direction that I want to go. This is it. Yeah. So that's, that was basically how the conversation went. And I remember talking to you about, you know, you have full freedom and permission to pivot your business and your work and, you know, make it more mind, body, mind, body, soul, than just the body. And it was a conversation that really meant a lot to me because I had also been through that. You know, I started as a personal trainer and I thought if we all just eat our vegetables and do our sit-ups, then that's it. It's that simple. And evolving through my own healing really opened my eyes and showed me that, you know, we are a holistic mind, body, soul system. And we have to treat the human that way, especially around our relationship with food and our bodies. So from that point on, we just have been in touch and like really, you know, kind of riffing off each other um, for the last couple of years. So I'm excited to really just share you with my people and talk about again, this transition to instead of being a body, being a human, and instead of just being physical, right? What is it? What is it to be mental, emotional, spiritual, social, and physical? And really, how do you and I approach helping people and serving people in this way instead of just, you know, being a personal trainer in a gym kind of thing? So. Yeah, that so that's Kate. <laughs> that's that's how we got connected. Um, originally, what'd you say? It was watching or listening to Nicole Sachs's podcast. That's how. It, yes. Yeah. That's why I found you. Cool. I think a lot of people listening will relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now, having said all of that, that's your little introduction. But Kate, tell us a little bit about what you do, who you are, who you serve, you know, and what kind of what kind of stuff are you doing now? Yeah, for sure. So obviously it's changed a lot just in the, in the last couple of years, but um, to sum it up, I help people with chronic pain and chronic health issues. That's kind of what I do in a nutshell. Um, I struggled with both for um, a very long time and, and really worked my way through, you know, the way most people approach it is, is the conventional approach. And then they might go to the alternative approach, looking for the root cause, um, but you're still working on a physical level. And then they come to what, what really heals us. And that's, like you said, connecting the mind with the body. Um, so rewind about 15 years ago, I had just graduated from college. Um, I just gotten married that year. And I just started my first job as a personal trainer. And uh, life was really good. I was really excited about everything that I was doing. Um, and I had no idea that things were just about to change really drastic for me. And looking back, it all makes so much sense why. But um, I started to experience some neck pain and, you know, I, I kind of chopped it up to a car accident that I'd been in years ago. Um, so I went to a chiropractor and, you know, I started doing all the, the, the things that we do and, you know, the, the pain, it became, you know, it was intermittent and then it became constant and it lasted, you know, months. And, and, and by the time I finally saw a, a practitioner, um, I just, I had no quality of life. I had such severe pain. I couldn't find any relief no matter what I did. So um, again, like most people, we see professionals and they don't see the mind and the body as connected. And so to them, they're looking for, you know, joint damage or tissue, you know, abnormality, some type of thing to explain the pain you're having. So I had a bunch of imaging and was diagnosed with a couple bulging discs and an inflamed nerve, eventually diagnosed as occipital neuralgia, which is where the nerve is inflamed and it causes the muscles to spasm, which re-irritates the nerve and the cycle goes on. And for me, it lasted for about a year. And the pain was so intense that 
Um, I wasn't able to work. I had to quit my job. I was pretty much bedridden. Um, my mom came and stayed with us. Uh, I couldn't do much. I had lost 35 pounds. Every time I would eat, I would be sick. The pain was so intense. Um, and really my, my days consisted of seeing doctors and going to you know PT and trying this therapy and that therapy, just so many different things and nothing was helping. Um, so yeah, I went from kind of cloud nine to rock bottom in a year after getting married, um, which again, we'll circle back around. It makes so much sense looking back in hindsight, but I did all the physical things. Finally, a chiropractor is what helped me out of pain. And I know Lisa's community is familiar with TMS, but oftentimes um, those things can work as a very powerful placebo. And that's what the chiropractor was for me, yeah. was a placebo. So he said, you know, Kate, this is your neck isn't aligned. And the, the, there's a little bit of, you know, pinching over here. We just need to, to align your neck and then you'll be fine. Um, so the pain slowly went away. Obviously a year of that severe pain I mean, I was, there was months where I'd maybe sleep two hours a night. The pain was so intense and I had a migraine headache that um, never went away. So it was just no quality of life. Um, so to go from, you know, like I said, cloud nine and so much to be excited about in life, just to complete rock bottom was devastating. Obviously the physical pain was um, intense and awful, but it was the psychological stuff that was most just paralyzing. It was, it was awful and really no answers. I mean, everyone was looking for, you know, risky surgeries and just stuff that didn't resonate with me. And thank goodness I never did any of that. But so about a year into the pain, the chiropractor um, did provide a pretty powerful placebo for me. It was like, okay, my neck is aligned. The pain slowly started getting better. I really had to work on rebuilding my health at that point. And that's when um, I really dove into the holistic health stuff and became a, you know, expert in hormones and gut health and all the things that help restore uh, the physical body. So I learned a lot about health, um, just trying to restore my own health. About a year or two or three months after the neck pain went away, um, I went out for a run. This is my first run. I was very active as a personal trainer. It was just part of my lifestyle, part of who I was. I went out for a run and I got home and both of my feet started to hurt. And I thought, well, typical type A, like you went, you overdid it, you know, like just right. rest and ice and you'll be fine. Um, that was the beginning of about two years of bilateral foot pain that was finally diagnosed as tarsal tunnel. Um, so again, Lisa and I will circle back around and bring this all together for you. But, um, you know, when you don't address the root cause, which certainly wasn't physical in the case of my neck and headaches, um, it moves to a different area of your body. And I didn't know anything about this work and about that connection. Um, so I dealt with bilateral foot pain for two years. Um, to go from being free of pain, finally, after living with such a horrific quality of life, uh, it was devastating when, when, I, when I was back in pain. And then it was like, you know, is it multiple score? Is there something more systemic going on here? So we did all that testing and more fear and more pain. And again, we'll explain the cycle. Um, so yeah, it was two years of foot pain. I actually was told by three orthopedic surgeons that I needed bilateral ankle surgery. Um, again, thank goodness I didn't do that. About two years into my journey with foot pain, and this was such severe foot pain that I couldn't stand for longer than 30 seconds. I was still personal training. I was so hellbent on not being bedridden again that I would actually roll around on a, on a ball with these little wheels, like a physio ball with wheels, personal training, you know, eight clients a day. I was still in the gym, but everyone knew Kate's got foot pain. She can't stand. Um, so I had a, an orthopedic surgeon tell me that if I didn't walk or weight bear, 
for six months that this would heal. And so I did that. I would shower sitting down. I would do my makeup sitting down. I would go to work and roll around on a physio ball and I would get home and I would ice my feet and ankles for an hour or two. Um, eventually I found um, Dr. Eric Goodman who, so again, I was thinking in, in physical terms. I was told that I overpronated, my feet were flat. I needed the surgery or I needed to strengthen my feet. I was working purely on a physical realm. I got certified in a couple of different um, corrective exercise modalities that are very effective for pain when the cause is physical, <laughs> not emotional. Still didn't know that at this point, but it was Dr. Eric Goodman, who was the creator of Foundation Training, who said, Kate, you have this neck pain and now this foot pain. He, he knew this other aspect. And he said, have you ever heard of Dr. Sarno? And I was like, no, but I was just desperate to, to figure out what was going on and, and, and willing to look at it differently and in a new, a new way, because what I was doing wasn't working. Um, so I found Dr. Sarno. Obviously, um, Lisa and I have a mutual friend, Nicole Sachs, who we both love and have learned so much from, who had worked under Dr. Sarno. But he was really one of the pioneers of um, tension myositis syndrome and really highlighting the mind-body connection and helped so many people out of pain. Um, so I'll let you interject here, Lisa, just in case there's anything you want to add. But, you know, it, it was really looking back, um, again, the cause was never addressed. And until we address the cause, which with chronic pain, with the majority of chronic pain is something we call neuroplastic pain or tension myositis syndrome. Um, if you don't address the cause, it's gonna move around your body, going from headaches to foot pain, to IBS, to cravings, to acne. Um, it will move around your body until you address the cause. Like most people, I didn't know that my nervous system dysregulation, my repressed emotions, my unconscious beliefs about myself and the world around me, I didn't know that that was causing my pain. I had no idea that um, those things were capable of causing something like I was experiencing. So I'll let you interject. Lisa. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I have to say like, listening to you speak about all of this. I don't know if you can see because there's a glare in my glasses, but there's tears in my eyes just listening to this because I think on one hand, it brings up so much of my own experience struggling. I mean, it's so hard to grasp if you have never lived through that kind of pain and trying to get through your life and trying to go to work and trying to have relationships and just trying to function as a human. And, and I think part of my reaction to hearing all of this is like how many people still are out there struggling with things like this, that just, again, like both of us at a certain point just had like, have no idea because this is so quote unquote alternative. This is so yeah. not the medical model. And yeah. it just, you know, it just really, really hits me deep to hear all of this because it's, I just think what we're doing is so fucking important because, yeah. you know, we, because we've been there because we know at a certain point when your health is taken away from you, what you have to do to get it back. And yeah. both of us have done that. And so I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to continuing the conversation, but I have to just say like, thank you for sharing that. And I really appreciate that. Um, I know, I know you can, yeah. I know you can relate to the you know, whether you're suffering with an eating disorder or chronic pain right. or some chronic symptom or illness of, of any sort, um, 
we know what it's like to suffer and we also know what it's like to come out on the other side. And that is why I think we're both so passionate about, like you said, the whole world needs this message because I mean, especially with, with chronic pain and what we know about neuroscience and, and really the cause of, if your pain has lasted longer than three to six months, um, there's a really, really good chance as in like a 95% chance that your pain is coming from it's neuroplastic pain. It's coming from repressed emotions, the dysregulated nervous system. So just, yeah, getting that message out, um, yeah. watching people suffer unnecessarily because of our biomedical model is, right. is tough. It's really right. Tough. Right. Right. And one of the things that comes to me right now is uh, this was such a powerful thing. A client said to me during, at the end of our one-on-one time together, and she was kind of trying to put into words how she felt. And I'll, I'll just never forget this because it, it meant so much to me that she said, you know, you're not a magician. You just really know what it is to be human. And I think that's what we're talking about is whether it's chronic pain in your neck or your feet, or it's an eating disorder, or it's an addiction. What we're talking about is the human condition. What we're talking about is being a human, having a nervous system, having subconscious beliefs, and having all of those things impact your quality of life and your physical health. What we're talking about is being human. And I think that's, again, why we resonate so much with each other is because it's, we, there's such a clear understanding. It's not about the food or the weight or the body or any of those things. This is about being a human and how we can do it in a way that feels peaceful and free and safe. So I have, okay. So a few things that are coming up while I was listening to all this. One is, I think what your story, and this is really just for anyone who's listening, who's like, wait how, what, like, like, hold on. Um, what your story illustrates so beautifully is the way that, you know, this goes back to the first handful of podcast episodes. That is we, our human body is a system of energy. And so for anyone who's has, you know, all the question marks in your brain around how does it go from neck pain to foot pain, like that, right? To the left brain doesn't make any sense. Well, we are a system of energy, right? So as you know, if you've heard all the podcasts that come before this, the question that always remains, if, you know, to your point, Kate, if we're not dealing with the root cause, the question that always remains is where does the energy go? Right. If if we have repressed emotions that we're getting your attention with neck pain, and then your chiropractor gives you that placebo effect, right? The question becomes, where does the energy go? If it's going to leave your neck, where is it going to go? It's not just going to leave your body. Your body is the closed system. So we need to get that out and release that, you know, energetically and emotionally so that our body can regulate itself and really heal itself. So just, you know, to clarify that, that is the body is a system of energy. And whether the pain moves around your body or as you know, a lot of people have experienced, uh, the pain goes down, the disordered eating comes up, the disordered eating comes down. Right. And it's like, we're, we're a system, which is also why something Nicole Sachs talks about is the experience of general anxiety, right? What happens when the pain goes away and we look at what's underneath it? Well, actually life makes me feel kind of scared sometimes. Yes. It's just human. It's being a human. And if we're coping with that and releasing that energy, then it doesn't get stored in the body. Yeah. It's actually very simple. You know, it's such a mind fuck for us, but like it is, it it is actually simple. And that's, I think what you're, what you're sharing in your story. So thank you for that. 
It, it is. And I think that shift, I know for me, Lisa, being, I was so mad at my body. It was like, I do all the things I'm fit. I'm healthy. I eat well, I exercise. Why do I have this pain? But looking back and when you learn about the mind body connection, as you just touched on, the pain is there to make you feel safe. It is there sometimes to distract you from pain that hurts worse. And for me, looking back at what was going on emotionally at that time in my life, the physical pain was a great distractor. Like you said, to you know help ease anxiety or worry or the things that were going on in my life. And when you understand that your body is just trying to help keep you safe, then you can learn how to work with it yes. rather than against it. And when we move into harmony and understand, oh, okay, my neck has really been bothering me for a week. You know, now that we that I know this work, I'll sit down and just go, okay, what's going on? Yeah. Why might my nervous system be a little bit on high alert? Um, again, pain is pain is a danger signal, and it is such a powerful way to use that as an indicator light to what do I, I need to check in with myself and see what's under here, what I'm avoiding. Um, and gosh, when you learn how to do that, I know for me, it went from, I felt like a victim. I felt out of control. I felt like if this could happen to me, oh my gosh, what else could, I just felt so fragile and vulnerable. And then you realize that there's so much you can do when you know how to work with the mind and the body. Yeah. hundred percent. It's really taking your power back. It's using your power to heal yourself. And that again is, is the root of it in so many ways. So I have about a million questions for you that are coming up into my head. Um, (laughs) The first is because I, you know, we'll get to what happened next, right? You found Sarno, you start doing the work. We're going to get there, but this feels just like an important question that I'm really curious to hear about. That is, what was it like for you to listen to your intuition and your gut throughout all of the work that you were doing within the medical model. You said you yeah. had, you know, a ha- it sounds like a handful of different doctors, yes. surgeons telling you to get surgery. And it, um, I mean, these, the, these are the stories that always amaze me because yeah. right. I had IBS. Yeah. It was never a question of surgery. That was never even like a thing, you know, but I do sometimes wonder if I had a doctor or two or three or four suggest that I get surgery. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. I feel like I probably would have. So I just get like really fascinated to hear what your experience was like, because, you know, again, at the root of it, what that is, is you're choosing your own authenticity over the attachment. Right. And you're saying this is, this doesn't resonate with me. I'm not going to do that because that doesn't feel aligned with my soul. Right. And it's like, can you just say more about that? (laughs) I love this because I think, and it's so, it's just so applies to right now, the more fear that we're living in, um, the more inclined we are to give our power to the professionals that know. Um, But truly we always know more. We always know more. We always have that deeper knowing that intuition. Um, But again, I know looking back through my own journey and working with, with people with chronic pain, you know, the more desperate, which is always just fear underneath. Um, we felt the more it was like, well, maybe I need to do this. But I did have that gut feeling all along that um, because I was in so much emotional pain and the physical pain was just there to cover it up. Um, when I would when I would be talking to a doctor about risky surgeries or you need to do this procedure, that procedure, I had this inner knowing that it might take the foot pain away, but it wasn't going to solve all my problems. I had that like deeper knowing of like, 
okay, so my foot, but there'd still be this pain. Well, that was the repressed emotions. That was the stuff that I hadn't dealt with. I hadn't healed and uncovered. So um, yeah, I think, I think the more we can um, just, just know that we are always our best and we know if we can stay in touch with our intuition um, and just be aware of how fear can influence our, you know, our, it's, it's hard because you, you know, you, you, you would rather, when we have a lot of fear, we would rather put the power in someone else's hands. This doctor can fix me. Okay. I'll do this. Um, but just be careful. Be aware of the fear surrounding whatever it is you're going, because you, you have a deeper, we all have an inner knowing as long as we can keep our fear in check. Um, it, it will guide us for sure. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I have yeah. chills like 10 times just listening to that because what I think about, right, my my version of that was after I lost a lot of weight and, um, you know, four different doctors, including an endocrinologist and an OBGYN, all said to me, congratulations, this is the healthiest you've ever been. Even though, you know, I had just lost my period and my hair was falling out and I was absolutely malnourished and starved. And, and so, you know, when I think back to that, there was a reason that I sought doctor after doctor after doctor to say, this isn't right. This, I don't, I don't feel the way I should be feeling, you know, and for everyone who said, congratulations, great job. I just kept, you know, there was that knowing that was like, this is no, that's not right. And then, and then I think about, you know, when I, when I lost my period, because I was literally starved and malnourished and the OBGYN that I went to suggested, you know, just take the pill, just take the pill. You'll get your period. And, and that was the moment, that was a really big actually shift for me. Cause that was one of the first opportunities I had to say, no, this doesn't feel right to me. You know, I understand at this point, my body should be creating this on its own learning just a little bit more and more and more about the body heals itself. And, and it's just so I say that because the same is true around chronic pain as it is around food and eating and eating disorders and weight and all of those things, even down to the granular details. That is, if you go into a doctor's office, every single time we go into a doctor's office, they want to put you on the scale. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's like, if you know, if you really have that knowing that is, you know, I, no, not for me, not today. This is going to mess with my head. I do not want to see the number. It's almost like, and this is something we talked about on the pod already just briefly, but that, right, the subconscious belief that is I have to do what they say because they're wearing a white coat and they know they know what I need. They don't know what you need. Actually, you know what you need, right, on that really deep level. And so just opening up the power and awareness to say, no. That doesn't feel right to me. I'm not going to get on the scale. That doesn't feel right. I'm not going to take the pill. That doesn't feel right. Just being able to stay in your power to say, I'm going to listen to my body, my intuition, my inner wisdom, and do, you know, what actually feels aligned. We have, we have so much power. It like blows my mind. (laughs) It's so, it's just amazing when, when people learn and I'm, I'm, I'm no different. I'm still learning, but to, to really learn how to, you know, to hear that inner, that intuition, that gut feeling. And again, just recognizing the times in your life when you gave your power away and noticing that fear was always the cause of that. Just so much fear that it feels easier to surrender to somebody, you know, give the power away. But um, it is, I, I just know this whole journey for me has left me feeling like a creator. There is so much we can do about our health, our symptoms, whatever it is we're struggling with. And um, we're never, never victims. We might go through a period of time. I certainly did where I was just 
major, I mean, just total victim and yeah. terrified. Um, and that's okay. But I, I just love helping people come out on the other right. side of there's so much you can do and you right. do know, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Amazing. And I love that you point that out too. That is, think about the times. I think that's like a really important kind of prompt is just consider the times that you gave your power away and that it is always necessarily accompanied by fear. Yeah. Like that's just because it also is so compassionate. You know, it's such a way to just look at yourself and be empathetic with yourself as a human. That is, it's okay. You know, we all give our power away constantly. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. just, you know, that's, that is the human condition. It's okay. But to also be clear that it's not about shaming and blaming us for doing that. It's about saying, this is what you do when you get scared and when yeah. you're afraid and it is inevitable in your human life that you will be scared and afraid. So let's just look at that, you yeah. know, and yeah. then we can learn how to cope with the fear, be with ourselves and not give the power away. But so thank you. I appreciate that. Just kind of like awareness there. For sure. And I love it that you're, you're bringing up that the self-compassion piece, because for me, that's something I've been using so much with my clients, because if we don't have that self-compassion, um, we don't have the ability to see our own pain and suffering. How in the heck are we ever going to feel it and process it and deal with it? So I love that you're saying that because it is, it, it is the prerequisite to being able to do the work and to moving out of like, what's wrong with me? Why did I give my, well, you were scared. Of course you were scared. And then we can yes. comfort that scared person yes. and we can process those feelings. But until we can have self-compassion, which so many of us, you know, it's such a, right. It, it, it's yeah, that's a big word. And, buzzword. And the, it's a buzzword, but um, gosh, if we can keep coming back to just being able to, you know, acknowledge our inner critic and, and self-compassion really is the antidote to that. And so many of us are so busy criticizing ourselves of being so self-critical that we can't even see our own pain and suffering. Yeah. And until yeah. we can see it, we certainly can't do anything about it. Yeah. It's so big. Cause what comes up in my head when you say that too, is when I think about, especially the people that I work with, people that are listening to this, the way that that is true in our relationship with food, you know, that we all and, and this is also true around chronic pain. That's like, we, of course we want to heal. We want to feel better. Yeah. And largely I think there's so much, how do I get out energy, right? Coming from fear. How do I get this to end that we're not even paying attention to yeah. what does it feel like to be where we are as we are? What does it feel like actually looking at our own pain, looking at how it feels to do something like a really extreme restrictive diet, like all those things. And it's like, if we listen to ourselves and what it actually feels like, and we stay present in the body, we are guided. Yes. Like there's all the answers are going to come from what, how does it feel to actually yeah. be present for yourself with yourself? Huge. I love that. I love that. That's, those have been my most profound healing moments when I've shifted from I just want this to go away to what could this be teaching and it me and it is always teaching us something yeah. it's always teaching us something and when we when we're just trying to avoid it's like anxiety or anything you're trying not to feel it makes it worse it makes it way worse and I know you understand Lisa the 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 brain science the neuroscience behind 
when we want to escape our symptom, our eating disorder, whatever it is we're trying to avoid, as soon as we, and I have to, I have to coach a lot of my um, clients through this because it's okay to want to get healthier. Of course, you want to get better. Of course, you don't want to have the pain or the eating disorder, whatever is troubling you. But as soon as you're trying to get somewhere, you're not. Yep. Um, that sounds a, that sends a really powerful danger signal to yep. the brain and nervous system, and can actually cause the thing that you're trying to overcome, which is such a crazy thing right. for people to understand. But um, yeah, for anybody listening, if there's any way you can soften around, just make this go away. To what could I learn from this? Because once we learn what it is that that thing is there to teach us and it is there to show you something. It is an opportunity for deeper, deeper healing. Once you learn that, you don't need that pattern. You don't need that same pain, danger signal, you know, whatever it is, you don't need the distraction anymore. And um, once again, you just, you just, it's, it's exciting. I mean, for me, when I have a symptom pop up now, and I'm certainly, like you said, we can't escape the human condition. I don't never have a headache. I don't never, but I don't, live a life, you know, rearranging everything around these symptoms that I have no control over stuff comes up. And since then it's been, it's been eight years since I, my foot pain went away two years um, after it showed up. So it's been about eight years since the foot pain went away and stuff will come up little things here and there, but every single thing that has come up has been that invitation to go deeper. And as soon as I acknowledge, I'll never forget. It was like a couple months ago and I had this horrible, um, infected, like right in the corner of my eye, conjunctiva or whatever. And I thought nothing was working. That physical stuff was not working. And I had this, this, this thing that I was bearing. I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to feel it. And it was like, oh boy, is this what I'm, this, okay. So I went there and I felt what it was that, um, my body was trying to distract me from. And literally I felt this, this little gland drain. The pain was gone in like two minutes. And I mean, it was, it was so profound. And I think for somebody that has lived that so many times and experienced it so many times, it just, it never gets old sharing it because we watch so many people suffering unnecessarily and, and, and really being, um, you know, at war with their bodies along the way. And it just having this information just allows you to move into ease and harmony and you know life isn't always easy again it's not always pain-free or symptom-free but when something comes up um there's so much we can do to learn and to grow and, and to make i mean ultimately yeah. once we embrace it and learn what it's there for it goes away right very well said thank you for sharing that and i yeah. just also i think about i so i <laughs> for a long time i i considered myself in as far as chronic pain, I was an IBS person. Like that was, that was my, uh, flavor, right. Of chronic pain. And so I, it took a while for me to realize that, you know, sometimes I feel this thing in my shoulder and like, sometimes I get this thing in my hip. And like, sometimes when I walk, I get, I feel this thing in my left foot and my right knee. And like, there's all these different ways that it has shown up over the last few years, but I've also had a lot of the same experience of, okay, you know, here it is in my hip again. How do I just kind of open myself up to be with it? What can I learn from it? What is it trying to tell me? And watching the way that, you know, it's exactly like you said, sometimes it's in minutes, sometimes it's the next day, sometimes it's the next week. But what we're talking about, you know, in in the in terms of the Nicole Saxisms yeah. is 
it's not an epidemic of pain. It's an epidemic of fear, right? And we, we, at this point, because of what we've been through, we know to not meet the pain with fear. We know that it's, we know that it's okay. And that our body's speaking to us. It always is. It's just getting in touch. But the other thing that I want to just point out here is right. That's what happens on the physical with the body, but the same is true around disordered eating and our relationship with food. And I think I, I shared the same example when I did my interview with Nicole, which was episode number three, that was, I will never forget, um, being in the gym at grad school and noticing the week that my dad entered hospice, that I all of a sudden looked in the mirror and hated my body. And all I could do was think about what I shouldn't eat, what I should eat, how much I had to work out, blah, 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 blah. And it was incredible to me because it was also, it was the same exact experience because, right, having been out of pain for years, when the pain pops up, you're like, whoa, I haven't seen you in a long time, right? Having been in a healthy, stable place in my relationship with food in my body, one day looking in the mirror, it smacked me across the face. And I'm so grateful to know what I was dealing with. I was so grateful to know that it was not about the food. It wasn't about my body. It wasn't any of those. All those thoughts were coming up yeah, because it was trying to distract me from pain. That was worse. Absolutely. And right back to what hurts, what hurts worse. You're always going to try and avoid the thing that is really breaking your heart. And so, right. I would rather look in the mirror and hate what I see than deal with what's actually going on. And so it just, you know, again, for everyone who's listening, if you haven't had any examples of chronic pain in your life, but your relationship with food feels kind of like a roller coaster, it operates the exact same way, you know? And I think about too, the other big example that comes to me was when I moved to California and I remember just seeing my reflection and being like, "Ugh, is that like really what I look like? You know, and then, and then that awareness is everything because I was able to be like, whoa, body image, like this, this has been a while. Where have you been friend? And it was literally just like panic. You moved to, you moved across the country. You moved away from your mom. You, this, you, that, you, this, you, that. And it was like, oh, oh my God, there's so much fear in my system. Cause this is a big, scary thing that happened, but it's not about the body or the food or the weight or any of that stuff is really the point. This stuff, it just just lights me on fire because what you're saying is so profound and it can save so many people from suffering. And again, we can move away from chronic pain and apply it to our relationships with our bodies. And like you said, walking by the mirror and all of a sudden we are flooded with the self-criticism and self-hate and self-rejection. And um, even, you know, someone I've not struggled with an eating disorder, but I've always noticed that um, you know, controlling food or being very critical of my body, those times, like you said, when those tendencies flare and it's like, oh, this is really intense right now. Like it's, there's a little bit here and there, but this is like, this is really intense. There's always been something deeper that it was, that was the distraction. That was the control and everything that was there to um, keep me from feeling what was under here. And you have helped uh, myself and so many of my clients in my new you program notice that when those voices get really loud, you know, it's tough too, because it's, you know, we should all love ourselves and we shouldn't right. have this right. body shame. And then there's shame on top of shame on top of shame. But like you said, during our interview um, for my new you program, you, know, you said that 
those voices are going to be there. That's, that's, you know, it's a coping to your body is trying to keep you distracted. Again, don't hate it for this. Right. See it for what it is. This yes. is what's going on. And of course you're in fear. You've got so much going on. So, um, I just, oh, I love that you're bringing light to this because it is so powerful. And again, once you understand, okay, this is, this is what's happening here. I'm being really self-critical red light, little indicator light goes on, check in. How am I really doing? What is there? And then once you address that, oh my gosh, that critic is gone. It's, it's profound. Yeah. Oh, so good. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and, and also, okay. So I have to hold myself accountable after this question, we're getting back to your John Sarno story. Cause we have to, we're circling back, but it also, I just think it's important to point out the way that what we're talking about too, on a deeper level is the element of control or slash lack thereof. And if you're anything like me, <laughs> um, you like to have a lot of control, not just around the world and how it operates or the people in your life and how they live their lives and all of those things. But most importantly, I think for the sake of this conversation is control over the inner emotional environment. And what I like to do, or, you know, used to really like to do is understand that like life is going to be crazy and hectic and stressful and emotional but I will just be really strong and I will just do all the right things and then it won't affect me. And so all the things are going to happen out there, but not me. Right. And so one of the ways that we can operate that way is right. Similarly, I'll just eat all the really good food. I'll just do my workouts. I'll just have my green juices and I will not be affected by the human condition. And in a lot of ways, right, that's why disordered eating, it, there's always this element of control or lack yeah. thereof. And same is true with chronic pain. It's like we're just trying to kind of white knuckle our way through the emotional reality of the spiritual experience we're having here in the body that we're in. So, you know, I just, that's the thing that keeps coming up for me is also understanding how, how are we in relation to the uncontrollable nature of our life? Yeah. Right. And if we're always seeking to just, you know, as Nicole Sachs would say, stop the river to just yeah. kind of like stop it from happening and I'm just going to not feel things um, again, where does the energy go? Right. And that might be chronic pain. It might be addiction. It might be disordered eating. It might be codependency. It could be a lot of different things, but ultimately what we're dealing with is at the root of it, we are dealing with the human condition and the human condition is uncontrollable yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. So it is just, just in it. case that lands. Yeah. That, that lands hard. I love what you're saying because for me, um, you know, my whole story was that I had pain. I was unwell. I suffered for so long. And so when I got, you know, past, I started to heal. And then I, I started to kind of make it my purpose to help others do the same. All of my motivation was coming from fear and wanting to avoid that pain, that suffering, I would do everything to never have that again. So um, hence the term, I don't know your followers, your community who, who knows my Instagram handle, but Kate's Clean Life is the name of my business. And it was like, I moved into this place after the foot pain um, where it was like, okay, I, I don't, you know, I've, I've got to decrease inflammation. I've got to do everything I can do to keep my body healthy. Again, not understanding the emotional part and, and the mindset part. So I really cracked down on, you know, if I can just eat, 
really, really clean right. and not put any inflammatory foods into my body and, you know, move my body and, um, you know, clean beauty, all the different things right. that can remove all the toxins, um, then I can be well. And um, I can tell you that it is important, as we know, to support the physical body. But if you are being motivated by fear, if you're only eating certain foods, because what if you ate this and your symptom flared up, uh, your nervous system will be dysregulated. Yeah. Um, and we can't heal when we have a dysregulated nervous system, no matter how clean we eat. So you're out there listening and you're trying to do all the things and you feel like you're you know, gripping everything really tightly and your diet is restrictive and rigid and you're just, you know, you're check, check your motivation. Yeah. And if you're trying to avoid something that, you know, pain or a symptom, um, totally understandable, but see if you can soften around again, trying to control, because that control, like you said, Lisa, is really just a way to decrease our own anxiety. Right. Um, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't move the body into it. It, it. Again, it sends that powerful danger signal to the brain and nervous system, which keeps, um, it keeps our symptoms there. It keeps the muscle tension there, the nerve pain, all the things that we're struggling with and trying to overcome. Um, so we're literally causing what we're trying to right. overcome. Right. And um, no, that was, I love that you brought that up because for me, that was such a profound shift to um, which is why I'm rebranding and really getting away from clean and needing to do everything, you know, perfect so that you can be healthy. And it's like, that is a small part of the right. puzzle. And none of that works until you do the mindset and right. the mental and emotional work. Yeah. Huge. Oh, so yeah. good. I, and I, I have to just say of all the personal trainers out there in the world, I just, you know, I pray that we start to see more of you just making the shift and, and opening yourself up and, you know, and, and I, and myself have experienced the way it's kind it's kind of an ego blow, right? Like even personally and professionally, because we're coming from a place, like we just said of like, we want to have all the control. We, yeah. we love to just like tell people what to eat and how to work out and like have all the control and be that expert. Yeah. But they're really, I think it takes just like a really special person to say, you know, I don't have the answers you have the answers. Your body has the answers, right? I'm going to help you get in touch with yourself, but make no mistake. The power is not in my hands. It's in your hands. And that's it. That is the, you know, just an energetic and psychological shift actually out of coming from the place of being a personal trainer, right? Yeah. Where you, you're the expert and you know everything. Yeah. And now it's just helping people really guide themselves back to themselves, which is a totally different line of work that we're in now. <laughs> Everything, but it's, it's so everything. empowering and then they don't need you and they realize right. that they can do this work on their own. Yes. And um, after my foot pain, well, I found, um, again, the corrective exercise and became certified in a bunch of different modalities. And I was really into chronic pain and um, just learning about the body and alignment. And so for me, again, um, working on that stuff was another placebo for, for my feet and my yeah. ankles. And it was like, okay, this is my body's aligned now. And I've seen the best of the best and I'm certified and I know what I'm doing. So I started using these same modalities on um, my clients with pain. I really became the back pain expert in town. It was crazy. It was everyone. Was, I mean, doctors, PTs, everyone was sending their back pain people to me and this corrective exercise modality that I was using um, looking back was such a powerful placebo for a lot of people. But what was so interesting, Lisa, is now knowing that um, that's, you know, it, it wasn't a physical cause, it was an emotional, because I didn't know that. And because I wasn't teaching them and empowering them and teaching them how to do the work, um, it would go from back pain 
to, you know, then I'd hear down the road, gosh, you know, so-and-so is now their, their foot hurts really bad, or now it's their shoulder or whatever. Again, it moves around the right. body. And so, um, yeah, if you can teach people how to heal themselves, yes, that is what it's all about because yes. we all have the power and the ability to do that. Once we learn, I mean, unfortunately, we don't learn this stuff from right. our doctors, our health professionals. Um, there's not enough people talking about it. I know, like you, like Nicole Sachs, myself, this completely has changed my whole life. And just the people yeah. in my little world that I've been able to you know, it's like, hold on, don't have that surgery, right? <laughs> hold right. on, there's another way. And just to open their eyes and to watch these people who have lived with 15 years of severe pain, literally go, you know, a week or two later, their pain is gone and they're back to, you know, golfing and whatever they living their best right. life. Oh, it just never gets old. It yeah. never gets old. Yeah. Totally, totally hear you. So, okay. Now I want to go back. <laughs> we could, I know we could literally be here all day and I have a million questions, which is why yeah. I'll come back, but I do want to hear. So you find Sarno yeah, and you start doing this work yeah. and like, what happens? Yeah. So I read, I read his book. Um, I think I read healing back pain first. And I think the part that resonated most with me is, um, the beginning of the book, he talks so much about how basically tension in our body can cause pain and all these different symptoms. Um, obviously, you know, it's so funny looking back now because a lot of people explain it with a lot more neuroscience and in a lot more depth now than Dr. Sarno, but he certainly was, was headed in the right direction way back in the forties or whenever that was. Um, but he, he started to explain the different personality types and, and how those tendencies cause tension in the body. And for me, it was like, who wrote this book about me? You've got these right. professionals and people, you know, people pleaser and goodest and all these different things. And it was like, I had no idea that the person that I was being, which now is like, hello, the person I was being was causing my symptoms. Like yeah. how, how could my energy, my frequency, the thoughts I was having cause physical pain in my body. But after having read that book, it made so much sense. And what's really interesting, and I know Nicole talks a lot about this, it's different for everybody. But for me, just knowing that's what it was, it landed so true to me that within days, my foot pain was gone. And it was like, wow. So for some, they really have to dive in and do a lot of the work and the journaling and, and covering the repressed emotions. Um, for me, so much of it was just that stopping that danger, that pain, danger, pain, danger cycle yeah. um, going, okay, Kate, there's nothing physically wrong with you. You can stop trying so hard to escape your pain. Um, and so I started to get better. <clears throat> What's really interesting though, is that, you know, that summer I got really bad seasonal allergies. Again, it kind of continued to shift around my body, not as severe and not as paralyzing, but certainly there to show me that I had not done the inner work. I had not done the deeper healing. So that's really when I found Nicole, um, Nicole Sachs and found you on her podcast and really learned um, that it's, you know, life is happening all the time. There's nothing we can do to escape these things. Um, but there's so much we can do to still be healthy in this world and with everything that is thrown our way. And um, that's when I really started to do some of the deeper work and a lot of journaling, a lot of uncovering repressed emotions, a lot of just, 
you know, a lot of people ask, well, you know, what do you journal about? What it is, what, what what's your stuff? I think everyone has, and I, I do this with my clients a lot, you know, these tendencies, whether you're a perfectionist or a people pleaser or a goodist or, you know, whatever it is for you, um, I can still to this day come back to when a symptom pops up, those different things. For me, it's, it's a lot of pressure that I put on myself. Mm-hmm. And so I'll literally just kind of read down that list and it's like, boom, there it is again. I have been, you know, just super hard on myself lately. I've been putting so much pressure on myself and I'm able to, you know, know those things about myself and understand that the extent of the, the tension and the dis-ease that they cause within my body. And I've lived it and felt it for so long. And, and it sounds so minor. It sounds like these little, you know, just, it sounds like how could this shift so much? Right. Um, but we are energetic beings. And when we're in, when there's some type of, you know, unease within our system, it can show up. I mean, as we know, everything from a pimple to a you know, debilitating back issues. So right. um, uh, doing the inner work was something that I continue to do. Um, and, and it's, 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 it really is a daily practice. There's, I don't certainly sit down and journal every day, but any, anything that comes up in my physical body, that is the first thing I do is just to check in and it's like, what's going on. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. What I, what I'm thinking of in hearing that is Another thing a client of mine said to me when we were working one-on-one was we we were kind of bonding over our tendency to be a little bit like workaholic-y. Like we, we, you know, we love what we do and we tend to do a lot of it, right? And so she actually, she shared something with me that um, I don't think I ever got to tell her how profound this was because I, it was one of the things that just like marinated over, you know, yeah. just really landed. And what she said was, Uh, she heard this in like a workshop or something. And it was about, it's not about, you know, how much work you're doing. It's about who you are when you're working. And it's everything you're saying, right? It's like, it's one thing to do your work from a place of openness, creativity, love, all of that. But it's a very different thing to do all that same work and work all those same hours But just energetically, you can feel this when you think about doing all that same stuff, but now you're a perfectionist yeah. and now you have to be good enough. And now you have to meet an impossible standard because that's the way you treat yourself knowingly or not, right? Now you're taking the entire day of work and making it so that your nervous system doesn't feel safe to operate. And that's the shift. That's what we're talking about. One is love, one is fear. But that's why it's so important to me because it's like, how many of us are just going through the day? Like, right. And, and and I mean, part of the reason that I, I just like love talking to you and having this conversation is because you're so empathic and, and empathetic and understanding that is, of course we want to be perfect. Of course we want to be good. Of course we want to do a good job. All of those things are so valid, so understandable. And what you and I are saying is just open up the awareness to say, how are those things affecting you? How are those tendencies that you learned really early on to stay safe in this kind of culture? How are they now impacting the physical body that you live in? Because you are a mind body system. And that's, what's like, again, so important. So amazing is these are the things that, that trickle into every second of our human life that if we're not aware of, we're just kind of 
it's driving the bus. And then we have chronic pain, we have disordered eating, all of those things, but it's really being able to open up your awareness to your own personality, Yes, you know, your own tendencies, your own traits, all of those things, because they're so human, you only do them because you're scared, right? You want to feel safe. It's all okay. And your body is taking the hit. Yeah. The major hit. And you don't even, you don't even know it. I love that you're bringing this up because you know, when people start to do this work, it starts to feel like, oh boy, okay. So I'm going to have to get out of my relationship because right. that's right, right. <laughs> I got to quit my job. Right. I can't be this go-getter anymore. Hold. And there's this inner conflict, but what you're saying is that you don't have to change those things. Those things, okay. it, it, it's changing how we perceive and how we move through those things and meeting that part of yourself that is being constantly beat up you're not good enough. Nothing is ever good enough. You cannot achieve the level, you know, whatever it is you're trying to achieve as a perfectionist, a high achiever. Um, if we can meet that part of ourself again with that self-compassion and just say, well, of course you're feeling really stressed out. And like, this is a lot. Think about what's been going on under here all day long. Not only are you busy and you're doing all these things, but you have this voice that's telling you that you're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. It's not good enough constantly. Um, so we certainly don't have to rearrange our lives. We don't have to quit our jobs, um, but we do have to tend to that part of ourselves that, like you said, is, is a part of the human condition and we can't escape it. But what's crazy about it is once we feel that stuff that's there, all of a sudden we are capable of so right. much more. And it's like, well, no wonder you were nervous. You were, you were being really you know, critical of yourself. But once we uncover that and really get to know those deeper parts of ourselves, um, the sky's the limit. And yeah. that's when we really, really start to heal and thrive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, there's so much to say. <laughs> um, okay, so now my next question is, I just want to kind of hear about how over the last couple of years, how has it been for you just making that shift and transitioning really into a really mind, body, soul, holistic approach with your program, your clients, uh, you know, what has, what has changed? How, how is it different than it used to be? It is so different and <laughs> it's been, it's been incredible. And I really had to, you know, I was so excited about what I was feeling and what I was learning from this shift. And I really had to allow myself to hold on. I know you're excited, but first be the student and really learn everything that there is here to learn. And then once you kind of become the master of it, then you can share. And I did a little bit of both because I was so excited about what I was noticing in my own health. But, you know, for so many years after everything I went through with the pain, because my body was under so much stress for so long, um, you know, my hormones became depleted. My gut health was a mess. My physical body was a mess. And so I did all of these things. I saw every practitioner. I did all these gut healing regimens and I supplement. I did all of these, these things. And I only ever got so much better. And it really wasn't that much better because again, I was coming from fear. I had not addressed the repressed emotions. I had not understood how my nervous system was affecting my overall health. And so the people that find me now are in a really similar, you know, they've done all the things. They've seen all the experts. They've seen the best practitioners. They're working on their hormones. They're working on their gut. They're doing everything they can to restore their body on a physical level. And they're frustrated because they're only getting so far, just like me. And I've, I've walked a thousand miles in their shoes. And so it's so fun to teach people that, hey, hold on, 
yeah, you can support your physical body, but none of that will move the needle until you get this other place or this other part in place. So teaching them what that other part is has been everything. And so much of it has to do with um, the repressed emotions part. For me, that was really the thing that moved moved the needle most. And, and really what it is, is increasing our consciousness, increasing our awareness so that we're right. vibrating at a higher frequency. And now everything in our life is equal to that, better health, you know, all the different things that come when we're in more of a positive state. So that for me was massive and shifted everything. And again, when a symptom comes up now, rather than, oh no, my neck is out of alignment. I need to go to the chiropractor or, oh my gut, I should maybe run another gut test. Rather than that, I do the inner work and it shifts things quickly. When we work on a physical realm, it takes months, if not years, if not a lifetime, if not ever to improve our symptoms. But when we change our energy and frequency and do the emotional work, when we take what was unconscious and move it into the conscious, the body moves out of fight or flight. And you can literally feel this happening. And all of a sudden your annoying symptom that had you not known this part, you know, for me, I would have spent maybe years trying to fix some of this stuff. Um, So it's, it's, it's just, it's so fun to finally be able to, you know, you to share this message and now to see what it does in other people's lives. And again, I think we're living in a really exciting time where people are over the, <laughs> the old way of doing things. It's not working yeah. and frustrated just like you and I were, and they're ready to receive and look at things differently. Yeah. Um, and to be that human that is right there in their life when they're ready to hear that and say, hey, this is this is a different way. It never gets old. And just watching people, again, if you're out there listening, you're thinking, well, can this work work for my autoimmune or my whatever? Um, this work works for everything because when we heal the nervous system and we truly do the inner work, and we you know express our repressed emotions and we really get to know ourselves and we're we're you know, we're our greatest allies rather than critics. And we really, we really heal up our relationship with ourselves. The nervous system heals and the nervous system controls every system in the body. Hormones come into balance. You know, the gut finally starts to function again. And it just never gets old watching this because I mean, I know for myself, I, you know, I was eating a very limited, you know, very quote unquote clean diet, all anti-inflammatory foods. My gut health had never been so bad. Why? because my nervous system was dysregulated. I wasn't addressing the cause, which was all these repressed emotions. And here I am trying to control and restrict even more, sending another danger yeah. signal to the brain and nervous system. So um, yeah, it's it's so fun to be able to share this work because people get better and they get better fast. And that's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. It really is. And again, I think anyone who's listening to this, you can hear how our relationship with food is so the same exact thing. That is, if we are using a vegetable to get out of, you know, the feeling that we have emotionally in our body, as everyone who's listening has heard me say, I'm sure we can't solve an emotional problem with a physical solution. And that's exactly what we're talking about is just, and, and I love the way that you're saying, you know, it's really, the work is bringing the unconscious subconscious to conscious. And when we have the awareness, it's, it's everything. It's everything. And that's why we don't have to leave our husband, quit our job. You know, we don't have to get rid of anything or change anything. We just have to say, oh, wow, I actually have a lot of feelings about that. Yeah. Release some of the feelings, get honest about the feelings. And then, you know, 
you don't have to get rid of anything or change anything. And I think that's a huge, you know, that's a, that's a really big factor in this work. That is your life doesn't need to be different. You don't need to be different. You just need to be aware of what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what are, you know, you just awareness is everything. It's literally raising the consciousness of the human experience. It is, it is everything. And I just, I, again, for anybody listening, it sounds so simple. It's like, well, how can feeling this actually heal my body? But when we do feel you, and you've probably experienced this too, Lisa, when there's something there, you feel like lighter, like you've had a release Mm -hmm. or like that monkey is off your back or that weight is off your shoulders. But you hear people explain it in so many different ways. You know, when, when I first started doing this work, I was thinking about all my stuff. I was thinking about yes. being a perfectionist. I was really in my analytical thinking brain, right? Yes. Just thinking, I was writing everything down so that maybe this would work and my pain would go away and I would get all these amazing health benefits that everyone was talking about. So I was really, but again, that self-compassion piece, if we can meet our suffering with gentleness and kindness and, and loving, a loving presence, yeah that allows us to actually feel the pain that is there. And we all have pain that is there. And I'm telling you, moving toward it and embracing it and and really just feeling it has changed everything for me. It's, I mean, it's literally the most healing thing I think you can do for yourself. And I tell my clients all the time, three years ago, I would have told you to eat a really clean diet, see the best practitioner, balance your hormones, your gut, all these things. And now it's like, yeah, eat, eat healthy, but, um, heal your relationship with yourself, deal with your repressed emotions and everything else will come around. And I just remember, and I wanted to say this to your followers. I remember hearing this in the beginning and thinking, feeling my emotions can make all of this go away. And the answer is yes. And once you start to do this work, you'll start to see the changes in your body and then you will be sold. Then you'll want to continue to do the work because it is so, it's so real and has such a a quick effect. And and a lot of times, Um, that it's really motivating to continue to right. go deeper and to, to stay in touch with yourself and your feelings and everything going on. But um, yeah, I just, I, again, more people need to be talking about how profound the shift is. Um, and I know a lot of, you know, a lot of practitioners are talking about, you know, you can, you can change your frequency and we can watch cells go from completely dysfunctional mm-hmm. to thriving and functional and working the way they're supposed to within minutes where a diet or an anti-inflammatory, you know, some type of healing regimen, it can take three years for that to happen. So, yeah. Amazing. Thank you for that. Yep. So the last thing that I want to just ask you about, because I just want to be mindful of the time, because if I'm not, I'll sit here with you for like 17 hours. Um, so what I'm curious about is also just hearing from your perspective. Like I know that when, since we started talking, I've heard you say that, you know, my work has influenced the way that you engage with your clients, teach, coach, everything. And I think, you know, if we boil it down into one primary kind of concept, what we've talked a lot about is love and fear. And we've mentioned that here. And something that I've heard you say and post a million times is that what you're talking about is gaining health rather than losing weight. And you, 
again, are someone to me that really, really just like is picking up what I'm putting down every time we have this conversation around, you know, I don't care if your goal is weight loss, go ahead and have your goal be weight loss. But we need to be really, really clear about what that is, where it's coming from, which part of you wants it all again, connecting it to the mind, body, soul system, and just making sure that we're doing it in a healthy, sustainable way, coming from a place of love, focusing on where we want to go, what we want to get, how that might feel rather than focusing on what we're trying to avoid and get out of, right? So I, again, we could talk for hours about it, but I'm curious just to, just to kind of bridge the gap, right? Like, let's say you're still in that place where you're thinking really physically about your body. You're coming from that place of fear because you've been taught that it's all, you know, totally not your fault. Right. But how do you kind of help people move from fear-based to love-based and what kind of, you know, how do you teach that coach around that? You hit the nail on the head. It's really shifting, um, you know, your, your ultimate focus. It's, it's either going to be weight loss and the things that you need to do to get the number on the scale that you're trying to achieve, or you're going to focus on your health. And when we shift to focusing on our health, now we're looking at the mind, the body, and the spirit and those all three working together as one. And I just think of the, the weight loss clients that I had years ago where we were doing all the things. We were tracking macros. We were hitting the gym really hard. We were doing all of the things. And all of that lined up. But looking back, you know, so-and-so was going through a divorce. And there was so much going on in her life. Or there was repressed emotions. And, you know, she, she might lose weight short-term. But then long-term, it backfired. And her body was under so much stress. And like you, I've heard you say this before. You'll gain it all back and then some. Because the body felt so unsafe. So, I think it's just, you know, for me, it's just helping people understand that, you know, you either want to be skinny and, and, and unhealthy or skinny, lean and healthy. I mean, you, you can get there doing, doing the same thing, but how do you want to get there? You know, do you want to get there working against your body and hormones and destroying your health? Because that's often what happens. We both know too restrictive diets, working out too hard, all of these things that take the body farther away from health. Or we can do it in a way where we restore your health and your you know, your chronic symptoms go away and you lose the weight. And most importantly, you're, you're thriving and you're happy and you've healed your relationship with yourself because we both know that it's easy to fall into the trap of once I'm skinny, once I lose this weight, once I look a certain way, then I'm going to be happy. You're never going to be happy then. Right. If you're not happy now, you're not going to be happy then. It is a trap that we've all fallen into and can continue to fall into, but we have to see it for what it is. When we focus on health and you know we're, we're healing our relationship with ourselves along the way, all of a sudden we get to this point where you know we still have a healthy amount of body fat, but we're fit and we're strong and our, our diet doesn't feel too restrictive. And we are happy. We do like ourselves. And finally, we've arrived at that place. So you know, again, I think so many people are, um, not everybody, but are ready to to do it a different way because they've tried this other way so many times and they felt their body retaliate against them. Right. They felt maybe they even achieved their goal, but they realized that that, that wasn't the thing. Yep. Um, the thing, you guys, is learning how to love yourself. And you, you, you can't do that until you felt and you've processed everything that's under here and fully gotten to know yourself and met your pain with self-compassion. So, um, 
yeah, if you're out there listening and you're frustrated with your weight, like Lisa said, there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight. Absolutely. We certainly live in a world that tells us that we all need to be skinny so we can understand where that conditioning comes from. Right. But at the same time, it's how do you, how do you want to get there? Do you want to get there in, in a really healthy way, in a way that you can maintain and last and learn how to like yourself along the way? Or, or you just want to keep banging your head against the wall and, and, and really moving away, you know, from health. I have so many women that they might achieve their goal, but then we're working, right. you know, a year or two after to restore hormones that were depleted right. or whatever, you know, thyroid that's not working. So, um, yeah, it's it, the, when you change your focus, everything shifts. And again, we talk so much about the nervous system and what goes on. One is, you know, you're battling your body the entire way. And the other, you are in harmony with your yes. body and listening to it and working with it and eating more intuitively and moving your body more intuitively. Yep. And the results are way better. I can tell you. <laughs> they're, they're, better. they're lasting. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's amazing. Cause you, you said that word again, harmony. I was hearing it. So just like so deeply before, and you said it again, because I think that's ultimately what we know to be true. That is health and self-love all of it's one and the same it's harmony. It's working with your body, not against it. It's knowing that you, you know, there's all these parts of yourself and instead of trying to control and manipulate you say, okay, this is the human condition and I am living it. And I, it just, it's amazing to hear the way that you, you know, combine all of it really. And you're still, as you say, supporting the physical body is absolutely necessary and really important stuff, but it's a piece, it's a piece of the puzzle. And as you know, anyone who's listening to this or been in my group or anything knows the way I teach health is a pie chart. Yes, we have physical health that matters. That's important. We do need to take care of the body. It's our vessel. And that doesn't really mean very much if our mental, emotional, spiritual, social, environmental health has gone to shit. So it's just really, it's a balancing act, but it's, it's all really at the core. It is with yourself, loving yourself, self-compassion. It's everything. I love that you're bringing awareness to this because it is a trip. You, you think as soon as I get here and I fit into my size four or six or whatever you're trying to do, that you'll be happy. And it's, it, you won't, you right. won't be happy until you do this work. So I love that you're talking about this. Yes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we could go on and on. I know. I'm like, I have such a crush on you right now. <laughs> um, so, okay. I, you will come back because we really, I like, so many of the things we thought about before this episode, we still have not talked about. So we know you're going to come back. Um, having said that, is there anything just to close up that we haven't talked about? I didn't ask you about that just is really on your heart that you want to share. Yes. I just want to thank you, Lisa, for everything that you do and really bringing that peace into my life. Again, I'm not somebody that, you know, my, my thing wasn't disordered eating, but we all have a relationship with food. And what I've learned from you has been so transformational because no matter your relationship with food, you, you know, it's whether you're just, you know, you're over consuming or you're having a craving, that is just another area of your life that you can use as a gauge to, how am I doing? Am I, you know, am I in alignment with myself? Have I processed those emotions? Because for me, you know, those times when you feel like a bottomless pit or you're craving more sugar, there's always something there. Yeah. And it's just so fun to know that because again, there's so much we can do 
when we understand this connection. So thank you for everything that you're doing because you are, seriously, this message needs to be broadcasted across the planet because so many people are suffering unnecessarily and then they're just covering that suffering with, well, I'm just, I guess I'm just, you know, I don't have the discipline or I'm, I'm not right. good enough. And then the shame comes on top of that. And um, that's not, that's not the case. We're all doing our best, but with some little tools, uh, we can navigate this life so much easier. So thank you for helping us mm. with those tools. Thank you. I so appreciate that. It means so much to me. And the last question that is important, if anyone who is listening to this wants to find you, work with you, join your program, tell us how we can do that. For sure. So katescleanlife.com, that will soon be something something different, getting rid of the clean. Um, katescleanlife.com will lead you to my website. And then I'm also on Instagram at katescleanlife. Awesome. And when is your next group or when does the new you program start again? New you starts up April 4 and that's a 30 day group. And then we do another one in the fall. Okay. All right. So we will keep that in mind. Anyone who's listening and wants to join that program, get in touch with Kate. Um, and we'll put all your details in the show notes and just link directly to your Instagram and everything else. So if anyone wants to reach you, that's where they can do that. Thank you so much for being here. You're amazing. I'm so proud of you. Really, truly. You've done such incredible work over the couple of years that I've known you. And I really look forward to just like collaborating for the rest of our lives. <laughs> I do too. Thank you so much, Lisa. The feelings are so mutual. And like you said, I will be back. We've got so much yeah. more to talk about. Awesome. All right. Okay. Mm. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview. And for those of you, again, just another reminder, um, my next group coaching program will start next month. So if you're listening in real time, only a few weeks from right now. So if you are interested and you'd like to talk more about it one-on-one, -on -one, please go to the website in the show notes below, outofthecave.health, fill out the work with me form, and then I will contact you to jump on a call, talk through the logistics, etc. Always, 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 please feel free to email me any questions, feedback, thoughts, requests, anything else. I love you so much. Thank you for being here and have the best week ever.